You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the Bulls win over the Lakers and what it means for their playoff race. We're also going to talk about Nikola Vucevic and Tony Brothers and him getting ejected early in the game. We're going to break it all down, talk about that, plus some more right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePix.com promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host, creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central, and Pat. The Bulls got the dub, bro. The Bulls got the dub. And, you know, at points in this game, having two separate 20-point leads at points, they did let the Lakers battle back. Zach Levine had a big night tonight. Nikola Vucevic apparently got ejected, which we're going to talk about in the next segment, which was wild to see. Bro, it was seriously one of those moments where when he got ejected, I was just looking like, wait a second, (laughs) what? Really? Um, But outside of that, Pat Bev in this game, calling LeBron too little. This, This was definitely a playoff atmosphere type game, and it was just a fun game to watch overall. How'd you feel about the game, Pat? Uh, listen, I, I went to the live event uh, that the Bulls were doing a little watch party, right, that, that we had, uh, and, and it was a very entertaining time. And uh, you want to know what the main thing that I saw was? The Bulls didn't back down. Uh, there were many times where you were sitting there and you were looking at the team that was on the other side of them and you were saying, hey, they can come back at any moment. Hey, they can fight their way back into this game. In fact, in the fourth quarter, it low-key felt like that a little bit, except the fact that the Bulls were just like, hey, even though you're going to cut our lead, we're still going to be able to go out here and we're going to be able to build this lead back up. I thought that the Chicago Bulls did a really, really excellent job of uh, being able to attack, being able to get to the bucket, being able to fight their way into uh, very, very valuable shots, right? Not just open shots, but valuable shots, high-quality shots all night long. And I thought that they did it not only just on the offensive end, but on the defensive end as well. Yeah, and that's the thing that I like about the Bulls in this stretch. Like, we know the offense. We know Zach Levine's been scoring more efficiently. Kobe White, who we need to talk about at some point in the segment as well, all having good games. Like, I like that. But the Bulls' defensive intensity is just it, – it's it's been so consistent. And and even in this game, there were points where when the Lakers started pressing, getting that – chipping that lead down, the Bulls mm-hmm. did start taking the, the quick bad shots again. But their defense never wavered. Their intensity on the defensive end never wavered. And I appreciate that so much for a team that just did not give us that for large portions of the season. Now, uh, uh, Pat, I'm going to throw this one to you, though. We've talked a lot about DeMar facilitating DeMar. DeMar in this game, 7 of 13 from the field, 6 rebounds, 10 assists, 1 block, 17 points. Is Do you think that this is going to be the DeMar that we get going, in, going into the play-in, playoffs, whatever? Or do you think that... Billy Donovan and DeMar, the combination between the two, default back to everything goes through DeMar. How much does DeMar want to win? That's the great question. That's the real question there, right? Like, how much does DeMar want to win? There's a clear line, right, that tells you that DeMar DeRozan is not the best option on the offensive end, on the defensive end at the same time. Now, can he go out there and he can absolutely put a team away? 110%. I'm not taking anything away from what DeMar can do, has an ability to do. What I'm saying to you is that DeMar DeRozan, to me, has more of an impact on the Chicago Bulls when he says, hey, 
I'm going to move the ball into the hands of people that are more in a modern offense. But at the same time, let me tell you this right now. If I got to put my back to this basket, turn around, pump fake, get you to jump into me, turn around fade, I can do that. There, there is a place, I've said this so many times, we've had this DeMar conversation. There's a place on the Chicago Bulls for DeMar. Is DeMar willing to step into that place? Because that place is the assassin. That place is the, hey, we need a bucket. There's nothing we can do. Weirdly enough, right? That place is that micro microwave role that we talk about with Kobe White. Hmm. Who's also playing damn good as well. Playing really well, right? But that place is that, and me and you have talked about this, and we were at the game looking at some of the games since then. When the Bulls have gone into that scoring drought, I need a one-on-one player that can get a bucket. Kobe White, Zach Levine, sometimes they struggle in that moment. DeMar DeRozan does not. Guess what? I can go out and I can score whatever you need me to score. I can go out and get to the bucket whenever you need me to get to the bucket. And so I think that, right, like the fact that we're seeing DeMar being this facilitating player, I love that because in this game, we didn't need DeMar to be the best scorer on the floor. But if we need DeMar to have a moment where the Bulls go through a scoring drought, I want him to be able to use that as well. I think it's about what DeMar wants to do, how much DeMar wants to win. If you want to be the best scorer on the team, guess what? You're probably not going to win. I mean, hey, it is what it is there. Now, I mean, facts speak for themselves. Now, uh, the player that we did allude to as well, Kobe White, 5 of 17, uh, 13 points, but seven rebounds, six assists, one steal, uh, had the second highest plus minus of any player on the team. Kobe White's scoring is starting to catch up with the defense and other things that he's been doing all season. Over the last now five games, he's shooting the ball almost 55% from the field. This version of Kobe, hey, with now the shooting coming, and he didn't even shoot the best in this game. He was 5 of 17, right? But he made key shots when we needed them. Has Kobe worked it to where you think that the Bulls cannot allow him to walk away this offseason? Do you think there's still that possibility, depending on what happens, maybe work out a signing trade, do you, or do you think Kobe White will be a Bull again next season? I would say that it depends on what people are offering. Here's the thing. I love what Kobe's done. Let's not act like it's not, like you just said, five games. Six games, right? Uh, we, me and you have talked about Kobe the entire time. We've said Kobe's a better player. He is. We've said Kobe's a better defender. He is. We've said Kobe's been better IQ-wise. He has. That doesn't mean that he's untradeable or unmovable, right? I love how Kobe's been playing. Last five or six games, right? We're, like you just said, 55% from the three-point line. Here's the thing. Kobe White has finally become a player that can be in a rotation consistently. That does not mean that you are un, or that you are a uh, 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 untouchable piece. That does That's not right. mean that I can't move on from you. That does not mean I can't sign and trade you. Right? There's also ways that the Bulls can take advantage of it. I'm not sitting here telling you that I don't love the development that Kobe White has had. I do. I think that Kobe White has had an absolutely phenomenal jump. And I think that here's, here's the question that I'll ask you. How much do we value things other than offense? Because me and you have both had this conversation this season. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine and Kobe White have been better IQ-wise, defenders, offensive players, playing the passing lanes, getting other people involved, all of those things that make you a complete basketball player. The problem that we've had with these players all season has been how often are you going to score the basketball? How often are you going to put the ball in the bucket? And the thing that I see as a problem, but also kind of how today's NBA goes, is that we don't value the other things. 
does the other things put Kobe White in enough of a position that we can't do anything else with him? I think it depends on how else you build this roster around. I think that's the biggest question is what what is the plan for the roster this offseason? Because Kobe has, to me, he's shown a, enough of a defensive ability, enough of a passing ability, enough of the ability to put the ball on the floor. And if that shooting comes along, I think if you have enough scoring to where you can you can you can go through the games where I I mean uh Kobe's gonna give you solid defense, but you may have three games in a row where he ain't gonna be able to hit nothing uh shooting wise. I yeah. think that you've you can you can maximize the value in that, but you have to have other shooters on the roster at that point. And I and I don't necessarily reserve myself or resign myself to the point of it's going to be between Io and Kobe because I don't think that it's just that simple. I think you, there's a world in which we can see both of them brought back. It really just depends on all the other questions around the roster. Is Andre going to opt out? Is he even going to want to come back? Right? Is Vooch going to come back? So it really depends on what else you do because if you replace Vooch with a with a center like Poto. A player like Kobe White to me becomes even even much more that important. I don't disagree, right? And and the one thing I'll say is that Kobe fits an asset if he continues to develop. But we also have to talk about the fact that the one offseason that Kobe White was able to train with Chris Brickley made a difference in his career. How many of those will he have? You can't just sit there and say, you know, I expect him to be healthy every offseason because we haven't seen yeah, that. It's not going to happen. It's not, it's not realistic. Here, you also can't sit here and do the other thing, right? I expect him to be hurt every yeah. offseason. So you also have to play – you also have to play your odds with that. And if you feel like, right, Kobe White with offseasons can develop enough and you feel like he's going to have more of those, re-sign him. I'm with it. Let's do it. I want the Bulls to be able to keep top 10 picks on the roster. Because here's the thing. If you get rid of Kobe White, everything pre – Arturis, top 10 is gone. Except Zach. What are you talking about as far as draft, draft picks? Draft yeah, wise. okay, that's fair. Everything pre-Arturis, top 10, and we had four of them, five, four, five of them, is gone. That's a great point. Hey, something interesting to watch. Uh, the offseason and the decisions that AK have to make, don't envy them at all, man. But uh, next, I'm going to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors. And if in this game you would have uh, chose DeMar DeRozan to score over 20 points, you would have failed on that. But you could have did that on prize picks. How does prize pick works? You pick two to six players, and if the goal is to score more or less than the prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times your entry, um, 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, every single sport that you can think of, PrizePix has projections on. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Uh, don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. So in one of the more head-scratching uh, officiating decisions. Uh, Nikola Vucevic gets ejected in this game. No warning, no nothing. 
And apparently Billy Donovan also said that Vooch was speaking in Serbian. So Tony Brothers didn't even know what Vooch was saying. For all he knows, Vooch was saying, hey, I tell your mama to have a good day. Um, what did you think about the ejection? How did you react to it? You also were watching with the live crowd. How did they react to the uh, Nikola Vucevic ejection? The live crowd was flabbergasted. <laughs> Here's what I will say. Let's be 110% honest. You watch Vooch and how he said it. I don't care what language you speak. <laughs> he called that, that man. Uh, Everything but a child of God. I had I had to I had to hit the uh, I had to hit the, K, the KG mute button on that one. He called that man a old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, John? Like every time, bro, we know what he said. I don't care if you're speaking Serbian or not. <laughs> we know what Vooch was saying. The face Vooch made when he got ejected <laughs> said it all. But here's the thing. A hundred percent. Probably shouldn't have said whatever he said in Serbian. You're saying it in Serbian so that you know that people don't, so that people don't know what you're saying, but we know what you're saying. Here's the bottom line. Toughen up. I, I, I have to say this to, to, to NBA refs, right? And, and, and it's not a disrespectful thing. Because I've sat here, I, I, I am blue collar, I've worked construction, whatever you want to say. I've heard every word in the book. I've heard everything anybody can say to you. Are you a man? Are you a grown man? Because I'm going to ask you that somebody say something crazy to you in the supermarket. You just going to punch them in their face? No, not no. Are, are you a grown man? Are, are you a human being? Are you like, what are we doing here? I have to show my authority by kicking you out of the game. What are y'all doing here right now? Right? Like uh, we, we, we're turning into MLB baseball by, oh my God, he debated whether the call I made was respectful or not. Quit being a bunch of. Quit be... Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> And we being 100% honest, bro. Like, why are we sitting here having this conversation? Oh, my God. He said words to me. Shut up, Tony Brothers, sitting here. And, and listen, I'm not sitting here saying you can say anything you want to a ref. But are you really going to sit here and tell me I don't understand the competition of the moment? I don't understand the feeling of the moment. He's a some of these refs have never been athletes, bro. And you can tell by Tony, Tony Brothers. My, my question is, is I, I think I figured it out. I got Tony Brothers figured out. The reason why he is so upset at players and he does what he does with players is his hairline. Like, if your barber gave you that hairline, you're you going to be mad at the world. You can't take it out on your barber. Like, you, like it's literally he is taking out his frustrations. Like, 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 you just look at this right here. Like, what is this hairline? Like, what is that? Like, that, like. That hairline is an accident. So hey, when you have a hey, hairline hey, like this. Hey, hey, <laughs> that hairline is legitimately Kakarot. I am the principal. <laughs> ah, he got the Vegeta. He literally sat down and was like, hey, man, hey, do you watch Dragon Ball Z? Let I me get that Vegeta. I all Saiyans. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, bro. Terrible. Like, you cannot take out your frustration with your barber choices out on players, bro. Like, yes, Vooch has a strong hairline. I know you wish you had that hairline, but you can't you can't be taking that out on players. I just man. I just I, I have a problem here, right? When when you start to make yourself I, I and here's the tough part, right? Like Tony Brothers is a good ref. He is. 
I'm not going to say Tony Brothers is a bad referee. Tony Brothers understands the game of basketball. I don't know what it was that your wife said to you on the way out. Maybe it was literally you need to stop doing that with that hair. Uh, I don't know what it was that your 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 children said to you on the way out of the door. But I I, I have to like you can't be that soft. You can't be what Pat Bear posted in a picture on the way to look at that. He looked like he played for the Clippers right now. You know what I mean? Like he lo- <laughs> like that's a slope. Like that's what? Like what is what is happening here? I'm hey, sorry. I, I'm really perplexed know, by that hairline, bro. He looks like small children spend <laughs> a lot of time in his hairline. He, you know what? We got to figure it out. He goes to a barber college. That's what it is. He goes to a barber college. He pays the five dollar cuts. That's where he get his haircut. Five dollar cuts. I just I, here's the thing for me. At the end of the day. We can't be this weak as a, as a as a professional to sit there and say, I think he said something to me wrong in another language. I'm going to toss him. Are you kidding me? And this and, and this is not just Tony Brothers. This has been the entire NBA refereeing crew all season because you want to show this dominance. You want to show I'm I am the lead of this. No, you're not. You're not even the focal point of the league that you're in. You are a minutia. You shouldn't be known. You want to know? I'm a, I'm gonna tell you this right now, right? The good referees is Gucci ref a good referee? Who? What's his name? Tony Brothers? No, Gucci ref. I don't know who Gucci ref is, bro. You know, you know who the Gucci ref is. The ref that looked like Gucci Mane. Oh, <laughs> is he a good referee? He's a good ref. Uh, little mid, bro. You know his name? No, don't know his I name. I mean, he's not bad. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. He's the NBA referees are like offensive linemen in the NFL. If you're good, we don't exactly know who you are until somebody sits down and is like, hey, this dude should be paid a lot of money. Why should he be paid a lot of money? Because we don't know who he is, and he's never allowed a sack. That's fair. That's that's not a bad analysis. I can't I can't argue with you on that one. Um but for the rest of the episode, I'm just letting y'all know right now. You can call you can call it what it is. We're just going to leave that right up there. That's just going to stay there for the rest of the episode. We're just going to leave that right there uh, and just deal with it. You can, you can take that with you. I didn't know about it. We're not taking it down. I love this channel, man. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Y'all can take that with you, man. Um, <laughs> that was tough. Oh my but no, god! So here's the thing that I do want to ask you. So we've had <laughs> players speak out, uh, take take fines to speak out on refs. Yes. Do you seriously think that the NBA does look at something with the officiating before the end of this? They they have no choice. I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. The NBA is between a rock and a hey. You guys are gambling place. Okay. You, they, they have no choice. Legitimately. We're sitting here talking about referees that are changing just just in a bull's retrospect, right? Like like 110% honest. Would Don should Donovan Mitchell have a 71 point game versus? No. A 50 plus? Yeah. Yes. 50 plus? Yes. He should not have a 71. He is in the history books. And people will talk about him in the history books because of how the NBA referees orchestrated this season. 
You are literally in a place right now where you can either say, hey, we are between a rock or the NBA refs are literally gambling on games and putting money in their own pockets. That's how egregious the calls are that we're seeing. That's fair. That's fair. That's a problem. Hey, man, listen. We, 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 I hate you. Can <laughs> you not focus? You want me to take it down? <laughs> no, keep it up. Please keep it up. <laughs> I, I, I will. I appreciate you guys for doing this show of love. Hey, look, if you were going to bet on Tony Brothers' face not being a logo on this show, you would have been wrong, man. But hey, what you can't bet on. It's how March Madness has been going, and March Madness has been crazy tonight. And that's why you need to tune in with the Bilch, Built March Madness bracket. I'm thinking brothers out here. Because <laughs> it's, it's here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's the time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You'll know. Uh, you, know you guys know I'll be voting for the Churro Puff. And I'll tell you this right now. If you were looking for Alabama to win you probably shouldn't be voting on the Churro Puff because Alabama did not win. So uh, tune in with the Churro Puff, and uh, you'll be voting for that bar as well. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you do, your favorite puff will be entered into a drawing where you can win 50 lucky locked on. I'm sorry, where 50 lucky locked on listeners can win a free box of built. The Tony Brothers is throwing me off. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I love it. Not only that, but <laughs> locked on fans. Well, when 12 months worth of built to have the stress bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door, Tony Brothers' face will be on that box. <laughs> that would be, right. be terrifying. <laughs> hey, what makes these bars so good? They're covered in 100% real chocolate, just like it would be if Tony Brothers' face was on there. That's right, real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can also vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Hopefully your pick is not Tony Brothers looking like he's at a park. (laughs) All right, Pat. So before we go, (laughs) I love when we have fun on this show. Me too, Uh bro. Keep winning. Keep winning, boys. But now, uh, Patrick Beverly, and and the, you know what? We're just going to make that the logo now. And the too small gesture um, that he made to LeBron. Um, <laughs> I got to ask you this. Pat Bev has been vocal after he left the Lakers. He, he would love to have played a part in the Lakers missing out on the playoffs. Uh, coming into this game, Anthony Davis talked about, yeah, we hear it. Uh, as far as Pat Bev, do you think that Pat Bev is in the head of the Lakers at all? No. Okay. I think that Patrick Beverly has inspired his team to play for him. I had uh, John Yurkovich on my channel talking about the Bears one day, uh, and he was talking about the mindset of teams when they go into games, and he talked about the us-against-them mentality. Everyone, even with LeBron off of the bench, expected the Bulls to lose this game. Us against you. The Bulls responded well, even with losing Nikola Vucevic in this game. So to me, 
Um, the Bulls adopted that mindset. I thought that Bev inspired the Chicago Bulls tonight, which is a reason why, right, we've talked about bringing him back on his team. That That's a reason why you want to have him on your team because he can inspire the players that you have in your locker room. But I, I don't think that it was I'm in the head of the Lakers. I think it was more so I'm in the head of my own team. Mm, I, I like the way you put that. I to that. Love the way you put that. And I, I, he is. And he, he really is an inspiration to the team. I've, I said it before over on Central when I did my post game. This Bulls team was missing leadership. They were missing somebody who was going to call players out. They were missing uh, somebody who was going to be a communicator on the floor to the team. Pat Bev brought all of that. Like, no, he's not a superstar level player, but he's had almost a superstar level like impact for this team by bringing everything that this team was missing prior to the All-Star break. 100%. <laughs> you didn't see yourself. You put brothers back up there. Hey, if you listen on the podcast side, God dang it, go see the YouTube. Oh, yeah, man. This is definitely an episode. It'll definitely be funnier uh, watching than listening to. But, man, that is... <laughs> what is going on? Are you posting with no chin? Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I hate that that was that funny. I'm not going to lie to y'all. That was terrible that that was that funny, bro. Oh, how do you think think, with Vooch Vooch getting ejected from the game? How did you like the way Billy Donovan handled the big man rotation? We saw Derrick Jones Jr. as a small ball center. We saw Patrick Williams summit center. We saw, of course, a lot of Andre Drummond, who I want to shout out and commend Andre Drummond for playing in extended minutes and being able to stay out of foul trouble, having the highest plus minus on the team. While so like, but how did you think Billy Donovan handled that rotation once Vooch was out? It's like you said, Drummond is key. Drummond has to understand the moment. Drummond has to understand. And we saw it, right? Guess what Andre Drummond did at some point in this game? A Euro step. Stop it. That's not what what I don't know who you've been working with. Stop listening to him. That Euro don't work. <laughs> this man got the longest Euro in the league. It's like Tony Brothers face with Denzel Valentine gums. Shout out to whoever said that in the chat. Like it's just long. Anyway, so <laughs> You have to be smarter. You have to understand the situation. And I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like uh, Andre Drummond understood the situation more once Vooch went out. Because it's not, I'm just getting on the court whenever I can get on the court. It was literally, okay, I'm going to become a different player. Andre Drummond came out and he played strong. I, I thought DJJ, listen, DJJ's used to playing the small ball role, right? He's able to knock down the three ball. And versus the Lakers, you can live with that. Who's their backup center? Exactly. Uh, the, 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 the extremely um, seasoned brother is what I call him. The seasoned brother? Yeah, very, very. Yeah, he, he marinated in some jerk chicken sauce there for a little while, bro. I'm going to leave it at that. What's happening on this episode? <laughs> I have no idea, bro. Why are we frying mugs? Just <laughs> Come on. <laughs> stop acting like it's, it's anything outside the norm, it's bro. What we do. It's what we do. Yeah. No, but but honestly, right? Like when you when you're sitting there 100% looking at that Lakers team, this is the perfect team for you to be able to do that against. And so you might as well be able to take advantage of that. I thought that that was a reason, even with Vooch getting ejected right, that the Bulls didn't feel like this game was lost. Uh, and and, I, and here's the here's the big part. Andre Drummond made a difference tonight. We haven't said that a ton this season. Andre Drummond, though, made a real difference offensively 
rebounding the basketball, defensively being down there, being able to turn away shots. I think that that's what you have to really show excitement about with how he's played at the end of the season and how the Bulls have played at the end of the season as well, right? Like, situationally, this team has responded much better. And I feel like Andre Drummond kind of fit into how they played situationally. For sure. And, and, and Andre Drummond had a, had a big contribution. I love the minutes that he was giving the Chicago Bulls tonight, by the way. So, like, it, it was important. I also want to commend Derrick Jones I Jr. I thank you so much. <laughs> I want y'all to understand. Hate controlling the corner pitches tonight. This is not me throwing him out there. I hate this man because he know I can't keep him from laughing. I'm just. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I want. I want to commend Derrick Jones Jr. for always for always staying ready because. You know, he's had an inconsistent role all season. He's always found a way to come in and contribute for the team. You know, he just – he comes in and he just he, – he he's able, regardless of what position he's, he's playing, he always <laughs> gives the Bulls something. And I really appreciate the role that Derrick Jones Jr. plays for the Bulls. <laughs> Oh my God! The only difference between my man's and midnight is eleven fifty nine. I swear to God. Oh, oh man. my God! What's happening right now? Oh my God! What I have no happening? idea what happened to this this oh, episode, who man. Is, who is? We got gremlins in this episode, man. We got <laughs> gremlins, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hey man, restream be restreaming. That's all I'm gonna say about that. But uh, <laughs> hey, let's go ahead and get up out of here, Pat, before we get hey, ourselves look, in trouble. My man's look like a seven piece spicy out here, bro. <laughs> Oh, uh, fried hard extra jerk sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> follow us on everything at Pat the Designer. Follow us on everything at Lacto Bull. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. You can follow me at CEO Hayes and CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked on Bulls your first listen today. Now for your second listen, go and check out Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA. Uh, it local analysis that only Locked on can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked on NBA. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This has been Locked on Bulls. Man, and we out, y'all. Peace. Hey, that man leave fingerprints on charcoal out here. <laughs> the pot and the kettle. <laughs> Make that feeling look good. Oh, man. Oh, man. The blackest show on TV. <laughs> 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 <laughs>